0: Everybody, and welcome back to the Healing Circle podcast. This is Kobe.
1: This is Kyle, the cooler one.
0: And we're back. I'm going to let you have that one. Before we get started, we want to give a shout out to our Patreon family, the Inner Circle. Um, you guys are not just like family. You literally are family. Day
1: one, since day one, we go way back. Remember that time we did the thing with the people at the place? (laughs) I do, and I appreciate you.
0: For just $10 a month, you get two extra podcasts, not to mention Q&As with us about mental health, faith, and relationships, um, mental health resources and sessions, guided meditations. You literally get almost all of the resources and interventions that I use in therapy with my clients for just $10 a month, plus two extra podcasts.
1: Yeah, plus I get real belligerent in the Discord. He does. And you can be a part of that. If y'all think he's belligerent belligerent
0: on this podcast, just know that uh, (laughs) our Patreon is is a little more next level. So for those of you who want to join the family, make sure to check out the show notes, and we'd love to have you. So let's get started. Mm -hmm. This past, like... This will be week four of us talking about things pertaining to trauma. So if you guys haven't caught on, Kyle and I kind of love um, podcasts with continuity in some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, we like the theme, you know? I, I mean, we like the idea that we're continuing on in a thought, because a lot of the stuff we talk about is kind of, I don't want to be pretentious, but it's kind of deep. Like it's It not, is, yeah. It's not it's, stuff it can you talk be about every week, it's not stuff yeah. you maybe even talk about every year, so it... Sometimes you need time to process it.
0: Yeah, and we don't want to do the thing where we're giving you guys real heavy, life-changing, deep information, and then moving on the next week and giving you that same information pertaining to a completely different part or subject of your life. Yeah. Um, and so that's why for the last three weeks, now four weeks, this week, we've been talking about trauma and the different ways that it affects us. So... I'm gonna talk about we are gonna talk about sorry babe, I
1: just exclude you no, real quick no, in that. No, no. I understand <laughs> my role.
0: We are gonna talk about something called post traumatic growth this week. And post traumatic growth is the idea that we can develop positive personality traits following traumatic life events. This is so personal to me because for me the healing circle was born out of post traumatic growth. Right. So mm. Say more. We'll get into, like, more of the specifics and the tenets of post-traumatic growth because it's actually a really um, deep principle that has, like, a, a wide scope of, of other smaller principles, but we won't go into all of that. Um, I started a blog probably four or five times before I started The Healing Circle. Never published it.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: I had so many different blogs, <laughs> and I worked so hard on them, and I never put it out into the world. I never let people read it. I never let people see it. There are so many drafts of so many things that I worked on creatively, but I was so controlled by fear.
1: When she says drafts, she means things that are fully fleshed out, edited, completed, ready to press send, yeah. and she just never press send.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Literally. That's exactly right. And the reality was I was just so afraid. I was so afraid of what people would think. Um, I was afraid of being a beginner. You know, when you are an athlete in any way and you excel in one area of your life, Mm -hmm. the idea of being a novice in any other area can be terrifying.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So the idea, and I still consider myself a beginner blogger, beginner content creator, beginner influencer, right? Being a
1: beginner is trash.
0: It's hard. It's hard. You're doing all the work and you're not getting the applause that you feel like is commensurate with the work that you're doing. And if you're not in it for the right reasons, or sometimes even when you are in it for the right reasons, it can be really hard to maintain motivation and maintain integrity in the work that you're doing when you get so exhausted, but you're not getting that return you see other people getting, right? Yeah.
1: If you're like me, it reminds you of a time in your life when you were most taken advantage of and least able to protect yourself. Yeah. you began things. I don't like it. Stay away from new stuff. I don't even like going outside too much.
0: You are literally ridiculous, and I cannot with you. This is not the point of this podcast. Just saying, you know, stay away um, from new things. For me, after, and I shared, you know, a couple um, episodes ago, my story, birthing story with Levi, but really, my birthing story with Levi is how the healing circle came to be. It was the first time that I was like, I have an idea and it will come to fruition. Like I'm not playing because before I had Levi, the idea was it was not worth the fear. Yeah. It's not worth the fear and the anxiety. Pressing send is not worth the fear and the anxiety and the and the and the nervousness mm-hmm. and the vulnerability that comes from putting your work out there. After I had Levi, let me tell you something. When you're laying in a bed and you feel like not even you feel like there's a possibility that you will never get to see the outside world outside that hospital room. There's something that snaps. Like, I remember feeling like walking out of that, <laughs> processing for a couple of days a little bit, and then being like, I get one life. Mm-hmm. It hit, like, for the first time, it hit me. And I'm literally, like, banging my forehead. Sorry yeah, if you hear that. She's pointing
1: at her forehead. Yeah. It,
0: it hit me. I was like, I get one life. I don't get to do this again. So I will not let fear hold me back. Right. And now instead of the fear is not worth rather, it's not worth the fear. Now it was the fear is not worth it. The fear is not worth Mm. me missing out on this thing. I want the fear is not worth missing out on this purpose. I think God's called me to. And I think a lot of us miss the reality and, and, we miss it for several reasons. We'll get into that in a second. But I think a lot of us miss the reality that, like, traumatic situations can bring about the greatest growth in our lives, right? Because I would have never chosen a route that put me in the midst of that much suffering. Yeah. But only that much suffering could bring about the person I am today.
1: Which is, you know, it, it's funny. Like, I, I've grown up in church my whole life. Not just church. Black church. Very... <laughs> <laughs> very Just unique. Just sub- 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 You know, because I don't want you to get it twisted. So the idea that your breakthrough is on the other side of suffering or that maturity, because you can't say mature, you have to say mature. You don't um, do this G-O. Maturity <laughs> is on the other side of, you know, uh, brokenheartedness and all these things. For so often, that was like on repeat every yeah. other Sunday. And you could kind of feel like all right, bro, like, stop.
0: It could kind of feel like they're just trying to dismiss the fact that it hurt.
1: Yeah. Almost like get over the pain and
0: and hold on to the good things, right? But there's balance to that.
1: Yeah. And now you're telling me, like, okay, well, maybe maybe some of the ways it's packaged aren't great. Mm -hmm. But that concept is a scientific psychological reality.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, like, the idea of post-traumatic growth is something that gives language to something that all of us always know. Right. Because mm-hmm. we all have the friend who is the same age as us, but seems like light years ahead of us in maturity and light years ahead of us in wisdom. And I can guarantee you that person's experience more suffering than people that you are used to encountering. Right.
1: That's true. No, no one looks up to, you know, their friend that's never been anything, uh, been through anything mm-hmm. and life's always come easy for them. Yep. And, you know, if anything, you you end up looking down on those sorts of people not because they in themselves deserve looking down on but because i think of what you're talking about they yep. sort of lack that growth that comes with with struggle and mm-hmm. so you know they feel stunted yeah it's hard to kind of relate with them
0: yep absolutely and it's the it's literally the average the the everyday rags to riches story mm-hmm. right this person did this and did this we see them on instagram all the time they were broke <laughs> eating rat tails and, uh, no and, not rat tails drinking pine salt and now wow. you know they're a Whoa. ceo of a business making 3.2 billion dollars you <laughs> wow. know like but we see those memes on yeah, on instagram true. all the time and they inspire us why because they tell us from the brokenness we experience is a possibility for more yeah right like the depth of pain we experience cannot be wasted Rather, there's a possibility that it won't be wasted. Yeah. Because it can be wasted. We'll get to yeah. that in a second. But like it there's a possibility that we could use that to fuel us into a positive direction that is just as high as our pain was deep. Yeah. You know? Um,
1: so so what is we're talking about post traumatic growth. Mhm. I've heard of post traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. And I know very much what that is. Or mm-hmm. at least I think I do. Mm-hmm. So You experience trauma. Mm -hmm. The trauma is in some ways over, though I think you and I know that trauma is almost, it's kind of never over. But Mm -hmm. let's just say, for the sake of argument, you experience it, now it's over. Mm -hmm. And there is post, so after traumatic trauma stress, Mm
0: -hmm. which
1: I know a lot about, then this post-traumatic growth, after trauma growth, what's the difference? Like, what makes Mm. the difference between it being, you know... Every time I see this color, I have a panic attack and this pushed me into starting my new business or seeking out a relationship I never thought I, you know, I had the courage to entertain or whatever.
0: Mm, Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so let's think of when you get to experience, rather, when you happen to experience trauma, there are certain levels of functioning that you experience after you've endured trauma, right? Okay. And so let's think of four levels.
1: There's levels to this. There's, yeah. there's levels to this, okay? okay.
0: Um, let's think of four levels. The lowest level is the least, least ability to function, the lowest ability to function. Got it. Um, and the highest level is the optimal ability to function. So when we experience trauma, we either succumb to trauma, mm-hmm. right? Which can be PTSD, but oftentimes is deeper than PTSD D. It might be psychosis. Mm-hmm. It might be perpetual mania. It might be right. Um it might be something that has more long lasting effects. That's the lowest. Mm-hmm. The second level is survival with impairment. That's PTSD. Got
1: right. It. Okay. That's
0: I can function in my life, I can do things, but there are moments when I have that snapback or that flashback, there are moments where I feel impaired, moments where I don't feel like myself, moments where my everyday life and everyday functioning are consistently being interrupted, right? Okay. And then the third, let's say this is like right at sea level, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. So you So
0: succumbing is like
1: consistently treading water, <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So, exactly. So let's even if we looked at these four levels like the ocean, like succumbing is like deep sea, mm-hmm. right? PTSD is like middle of the sea, right? Resilience is like my head's above the water. Yeah. Right. So that's the third level is resilience is okay, I've been able to jump back to my average level of functioning after experiencing this trauma. Got it. I've been able to snap back, mm. right? Then post-traumatic growth, PTG, that is I'm in a boat on top of the water. And now I'm leveraging the water to get where I want to go.
1: Oprah. What? Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. Say more. Well, so I don't know. If any. if I mean, I thought that oprah's story was pretty widely known but yeah but I'm if right i remember then. it correctly you know don't don't let me mess up her story she got a, a army of people come after me but i believe that she was sexually assaulted i want to say actually raped yeah um and there was a history of that and in, in some different ways and experienced a ton of trauma was right. fired from her job was fired from multiple jobs yeah um, and turned all of this trauma that would have just caused a lot of people, namely me to shut to, down <laughs> to, to sink to the bottom of the to sea. Succumb. Yeah. She became, you know, Oprah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and the validity that Oprah has, rather the validity that Oprah had to gain loyalty with her audience came from her story.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And so she leveraged the trauma she had. To create the success she has now,
1: you might even say that she started from the bottom. And now, and now, but now she's here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Profound. Yeah. Yeah. Profound. yeah. I, that's that's somewhere you in scripture. Need to that's improper. That Proverbs.
0: Down, Kyle. You need to write that down. Okay. That's yeah. a word. Mm-hmm. That's a word. I ain't heard that before.
1: Yeah. That's probably <laughs> chapter six, I think. Didn't <laughs>
0: <laughs> But yeah, and I think that for many of us, we. We hear about post traumatic growth. We see it in other people, right? It's not something that's foreign to our social experience. It's not yeah. something that's foreign to our emotional, emotional or psychological experience. It's almost
1: like a common American trope. Yeah, you know, it's the yeah, American yeah. superhero. Yep. It's the it's it's Batman. Well, Batman's a little dark, but it's <laughs> Captain America. <laughs>
0: right. You like if you've seen a Marvel movie, you've, you you've you understand yeah. post traumatic growth you understand someone leveraging the experiences that took them down to now soar to these heights that other people could not do because they don't have the depth of wisdom that that person had because they haven't been as low as that person, Yeah. right? It's the reason why we all have that friend who is just so wise. You know, I said it before, but it just makes me think about it. We're all like, oh, man, they're so smart.
1: You're my wise friend. Oh,
0: thanks, baby. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, But... Post-traumatic growth doesn't just come. It doesn't just happen. You know?
1: Yeah. it's uh, It doesn't just automatically happen. So what you're saying is, okay, people get traumatized or trauma happens. Mm-hmm. They intersect with it. And they can end up one of these things, but it's not just something that happens. So what's the catalyst? What's the difference between being traumatized and then now your story is, I'm traumatized because I was traumatized and I was traumatized and now I've climbed to new heights because of leveraging this trauma or utilizing or using this trauma as fuel. Like, is it, is it just addressing it? Is it Mm. processing the trauma? Like, what do you do to the trauma to turn it into something that is actually, you know? good and not destructive
0: yeah the beginning of getting on a trajectory to post-traumatic growth is processing your trauma right mm. so what happens is I think a lot of us see the result of post-traumatic trauma uh, wow well, f- post-traumatic growth happen mm-hmm. um, and we think it just happens right but like you have to process your trauma, Right, for the sake of whatever your purpose is. Because post-traumatic mm. growth is... It is really being catapulted into your purpose. right? It's really being cal- catapulted into this place where you have developed a sense of saliency in what your role is in the world, even if you don't know exactly how that shows up. right? So there are five tenets of post-traumatic growth. The first one is appreciation of life, relationships with others new possibilities in life, personal growth, and then finally spiritual change, right? Which just all makes sense. Like, people who almost die appreciate life much more. Mm-hmm. People who experience such darkness in their lives have much more clear boundaries about what what relationships they're going to entertain or not. Yeah. You know, people who have experienced such darkness in their lives are open to new possibilities, right? Um, there's this quote, I'm going to mess it up, but there's this quote, um that has to do with post-traumatic growth that talks about, what does it say? It says something like, the things that break us wide open can also open us to new possibilities in life. Right? Yeah. Um, Oh, here it is. What can break us open can also open us to more life. Yeah. Right? It's about the reality that, like, because we've seen how dark darkness can really get, we appreciate even the smallest of light even the faintest of light and spiritual change. Like I know for me, I, I became much more unashamed about my relationship with God yeah. because I know I only survived because God was with
1: yeah. me. I mean, you know, we say it all the time. Like it's, it's, it's this clear theme in scripture and in real life. Like you don't have faith until it's tested. Yeah you know before it's tested you have a you have a hypothesis yeah you have oh i believe if something happens then this will happen yeah. and my response to it will be x and yeah. like that's great like you that that has to be the starting place but until <laughs> until life comes and punches you in the mouth um you you really don't know yeah and and so yeah after you've been tested then you really have faith and it is it is really interesting that you say that because even if we look biblically, there there are very few people whose relationships with God we would want to emulate that does not start with some sort of trauma. Yeah. You know, like, there are very few relationships worthy of emulation that don't reflect this post-traumatic growth. Yes. So it... It's a biblical theme.
0: Yeah, and like when you think about it, why does does any of this matter? Why does post-traumatic growth matter? It's a principle that teaches us that the life that we want to live, the life that we are craving, is a life that depends on us processing our pain for the sake of our purpose. Yeah. Right? We have to process our pain. And if we don't process it, we cannot squeeze the wisdom out of it that God has tried to give us. Right? He's not going to force feed us anything. But, like, the enemy's plan is to always... The enemy's plan is always to get us to forfeit our promise, forfeit our inheritance. Our inheritance, and even in the most darkest of times, stands. Period. Yeah. He didn't give it. He can't take it away. Yeah. Right? But he's always trying to convince us that there's something better on the other side. Or Or, that
1: it's all been lost. Yeah. You know? That... The story's over. Like we've we've mm-hmm. talked about it before. Like the enemy always wants us to believe that the end has been written.
0: Yes. That like
1: from this point on, from this traumatic moment to the time our lives are over, the story is already complete. Now we're just we're just living out the the natural conclusion, which is some sort of suffering, some sort of fear. But yeah. he he wants us to think it's over, so that we stop living. You yeah. know, like okay, just follow the script yeah. now. Yeah. Because it's it's never going to be better than this. Mm-hmm. Take the easy way out Yeah, and stop living.
0: Yeah. Or even to, like, go off of what I was saying before, he's always trying to convince us that what's on the other side is scarier, too. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's one or the other. What's on the other side is infinitely better or what's on the other side is infinitely worse. Right? And so post-traumatic growth matters to me as a person. And it matters to me as a clinician because there are so many people who are trying not to process their pain because they think getting over it means turning away from it. Right? Hmm. Getting over what happened to me means letting it go in the biggest finger quotations I can create in the (laughs) world. Yeah,
1: she's about to snatch all the... the, (laughs) All the the air in the universe,
0: right? It's let it go. Just let it go and move on. And it's like, no, if you let it go and move on, you're also letting go of the wisdom that God's giving you through that situation. There yeah. is not a dark situation that God does not use to give you wisdom, to give you perspective, perspective. And that's meant for you to utilize for yourself, for your community, and for the kingdom, right? And yeah. so it's hard because when I think about why this matters, it matters because there's so many people who have so much... Ambition and have so much pain, and have been traumatized so deeply, and they're trying to figure out why they can't get over it. Yeah, and they're also trying to figure out why they can't be motivated by it, like other people. Yeah, and the answer to that is you haven't processed it, right?
1: So, what does processing look like? I mean, mm. I'm sure that's a loaded question. And we're trying to shorten up these, <laughs> these episodes. I know, but, I know, yeah. You know, I, I, It's a good question, though. I don't know.
0: Well, I would say going to therapy, period. Okay. Going to therapy, period. Um, but I know for me, part of my clinical process is helping my clients identify these negative core beliefs. Right. In a spiritual perspective, there are these core lies that the enemy sows through a, um, a traumatic moment or a series of traumatic moments. Yeah. Right. But the funny thing is the enemies, he's smart, but he's stupid. <laughs> you know?
1: Wow. You said stupid with two O's too. I you did. Meant he's it.
0: stupid. <laughs> like he's smart, but he's stupid. Why? Because every time he sows a lie, we know that the exact inverse is the promise that God has for us. Yeah. If he says that you are useless, then you are useful beyond your imagination.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. If he says that no one will ever love you, the reality is if you open up your heart, more people will love you than you could ever think of. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, And so for me, it's about having people identify these negative core beliefs, right? And once they identify these negative core beliefs, they are able to identify these positive beliefs, right? The inverse. But between that, to me, is this adaptive belief, right? The adaptive belief is actually because of this really crappy situation I dealt with, I learned something that I would have never learned and known about that I can apply to my life and mm. I can apply to my ministry, and I can apply to my business, and I can apply to my relationships, right? Um, for many people, it's as simple as empathy. What do you mean? For many people, they literally did not know how to communicate empathy until they needed someone to communicate it to them.
1: Ah, you're talking about me. Mm. You're doing that thing, huh? I, I was not trying to talk nah, about nah, you. No, 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 you came for me, no, that's I, all right. I,
0: I wasn't trying you to talk you.
1: You know what, your mama... She will not listen to this, so my I'll mom, say my it. Yeah, she's great.
0: <laughs> but yeah, for some people, it's empathy. For some people, it's it's resilience. For some people, it's stick to I was a quitter before I had Levi. It was a traumatic situation. I pray no woman ever has to experience, but it literally made me into the woman I am, right? Yeah. Like the, the trauma didn't make me into it, but processing the trauma did. Because it forced me to look at, it forced me to act out of my character in the best way possible. Yeah. My character was to run, was to hide, was to retreat. And I did not have those options when I had Levi. I did not get to shut down because I had to make choices about my body and my life and my child's life. Right? Yeah. And now that's the same thing that like when I'm going through the ups and downs of blogging and podcasting when some days I have great engagement and some days I have no engagement at all, there's this way that I I have a longer vision. Hmm. My vision is beyond the moment. It is about where am I going to be 10 years from now if I keep going?
1: Yeah. Right? So I guess the hope is, you know, the folks that are listening or the, you know, the guy that's sitting next to you and and listening, (laughs) um, the hope is that we don't just acknowledge we have trauma which i get, i mean that's the first that's the first point uh that took me mm, I don't know, 25 26 years um but i got there and it's not just okay recognize you have a negative core belief and it's not even just okay let's see like what the opposite of that is you're really talking about engaging with your traumatic moment specifically or at least in part because it is the very thing that could produce a lot of growth. So you're, you're talking about trauma having value.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: As like backwards of a statement as that actually yes. seems. But and
0: And not trauma having value in the way that we seek it out, but trauma having value as in it is a factuality of life that no person can escape. And either we let it drag us down to mm-hmm. the bottom of the ocean or we leverage that water, that flood that tried to take us out, we yeah. leverage that. To move towards a direction that God's called us to.
1: Gotcha. So this is this is a a, um, a a deeper version of the you know if life gives you lemons type of thing. Yep. Got it. Yeah, that, that's really interesting because we all know the person. Mm-hmm. It's in every comic book. Yeah. It's 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 half of our world leaders and half the people we esteem the most. Yeah. And yet it often feels like, at least for me. It feels like such an impossibility. Yeah, like the Oprah and Captain America are basically the same person to me. Mm. They're so. They seem fictional. The idea yeah. that trauma could turn, or, or could be this motivating force, or this could turn into growth—that's yeah. truly healthy. That yeah. like that doesn't have you know all these back doors of sadness. It's like and shame. manure.
0: I just thought of the perfect example. It's like manure. It's stinky and it's poop. But if you put it in the right place and use it the right way, it can fuel a whole garden. You know what I'm saying?
1: Why do you think there are so few examples of of this, like in, in our day to day? Like, I know we can reference yeah. some people and we all kind of know the person that's been through so much that they really do have kind of a different view on life. Hmm. But you, you're kind of an enigma to me, at least. I don't know very many people like you. Oh, man, I almost died. Now I'm really living and experiencing things and moving forward and remarkably successful. Yeah. Um, in light of... I mean, just in light of how short a time you've been doing what you've been doing. Um, and so I know you. But if I didn't know you... I don't know. I guess I'd know my dad. But I wouldn't... My dad is super successful. I wouldn't say that he's actually processed his trauma. He's great. But...
0: Yeah. I think... I think that there are many more people who are doing this than we think are. Yeah. I, I was just talking to one of my clients um, last week, and we were just wrapping up. She's been in therapy for me with me um, for over a year, and she has been utterly consistent in her work, never misses a homework assignment. Rarely ever misses a session. Always lets me know when she is going to miss a session. She shows up, right? And the people who are doing the work are not the people who are in front of you. The people who are doing the work are not the people you're seeing in your Instagram feed, right? Not always, I'll say. Because I don't know those people and, and they could be doing it. But I think that the people that are doing it are not people who are posting it on their Instagram feed. That's a better way to say it. Gotcha. They're not people who are saying, this is what I'm learning, because it is such an intimate process. It is literally a complete breakdown and rebuilding of who you thought you were. It is about being comfortable enough to sit in the idea for months that you're not who you thought you were, and there's someone who gets to define you higher than yourself. Right? Right. And, like, there's a level of trust, and there's a level of pain. There's a level of vulnerability. There's a level – it's just work, right? Like, you know, when I was in therapy for over a year, when I really started, I I, I kind of – not secluded myself, but it was, like, me, my core friends, and I wasn't doing much other than processing my trauma, journaling, doing my homework. It was, like, eat, sleep, breathe – I have to be well. I have to be well. And there are so many people doing it, but they're in the trenches right now, and so you're not seeing them, right? But, like, I think the next generation of leaders, the next generation of leaders from our generation are going to be evidence and product of post-traumatic growth, evidence and product of people going to therapy and doing the work. Because there are people doing the work. We just don't see them.
1: How, you know, asking for a friend... How long do you think, you know, something like this takes? Just hypothetically, what if somebody were, I don't know, remarkably handsome, 27 years old, going to be 28 soon, give me a present if you want, and has, you know, kind of been addressing their childhood trauma and going to therapy and reading the books, and it feels like it's been, again, just throwing a number out there, like mm, uh, 13 months.
0: You have not been in therapy for thirteen no, months. No, I've been so. in therapy. I, started, doing the work. Yeah, I, I started. Yeah, I yeah, started yeah. on the. Um, Sorry, I, I think I've only been in on therapy street. for
1: seven months. Uh, six months. As when I started back in November. With Todd.
0: We'll stick with that number. Okay,
1: whatever. Some amount of time that's yeah. too long because it's been longer than it's you know. It's more than long. a quarter at work. If I hadn't, you know, gotten results within a quarter, sums off.
0: I would say to work through trauma. And to me, this is fast. And to me, this is at very least, at very least, to work through trauma and get to stage three, which is resilience, I say at least a year. And that's quick. And that's a year of going consistently, of hard work, of applying your homework, of like... Because you have to realize, it took years for you to develop these patterns, years for you to develop these schemas and these perspectives about yourself, these narratives about yourself. Why would it take <laughs> six months to undo all of it, right? Oh, well, and girl,
1: you're, you're really selling this. I mean, that's a long time to feel purposeless.
0: Yeah, but also, you know, a lifetime's a long time to feel hopeless,
1: Mm, okay well you win that battle all right <laughs> Just i'm not gonna ask no more dumb questions okay no. <laughs> you got me
0: a lifetime's a long time to feel oppressed a lifetime's a long time to feel alone and to feel like you don't deserve to be on this earth that's a that's a long time you know yeah um a week is a long time to feel that way and so we have an option all of us are gonna experience trauma but each person has an option to either work through that trauma to develop post-traumatic growth or to let that trauma succumb them and sink to the bottom of darkness, right? And sinking to the bottom of darkness does not always look, you know, dark. Sinking to the bottom of darkness sometimes is fun until you get there, right?
1: Ooh, that's uh a-
0: yeah,
1: I know people like that. Also,
0: I'm realizing I said succumb them instead of overcome them.
1: earlier Well, you know what you were thinking about? Get out and the sunken place. I'm
0: sorry. I was. The, like, but, you know, did I, did I say succumb instead of overcome? We're gonna loop but. in the
1: sound of the the lady <laughs> Clinking the, the tea the the spoon around the tea, uh, yeah. the teacup.
0: But no, yeah, we ha- we have an option. We we can sink or swim, and it's okay if you feel like you're sinking for a little bit as you're working through this. Because, like, as you, you know, work things out, you're developing the muscles to to move closer to the surface. But when you don't move at all, one, you get farther away from the surface. And then your muscles, because they have no practice in moving, atrophy. Yeah. And it gets even harder and harder to get back to that surface, you know? Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> well, way to ruin my week.
0: The point cool. ruin This is supposed to be hopeful, but the point of all of this is there is a gift, a God-given gift when you process your trauma. The enemy is trying to get you to relinquish your promise by you being afraid to look at the thing that even, oh Jesus, okay, the thing that seems too small. The thing that someone said to you four weeks ago or four years ago that you just can't get out of your head and you feel like, I, what is wrong with me? Why can't I get over this? The thing that pops up in your head or the thing your friend said when you lay down your head and it pops up and you're just like, why can't I get over this? I just need to get over it. The thing that people are like, you just need to get over this. You know, the thing that feels juvenile, God wants you to process that because even in that Finger quotation, small moment. There is an abundance of wisdom that comes from that pain. And the enemy wants you to be embarrassed or afraid. Those are his two tactics. I know with me, he's either like, people going to laugh at you, or this is going to be terrifying. Yeah. But the reality is, when you step over into that processing, there is camaraderie, there is freedom, there is wisdom, and all of those things, you need to fulfill the purpose that God's put in your life. Yeah? Yeah. So process your pain guys, process your trauma, go to therapy. If you need a therapist, you can always reach out to me www.healingcircletherapy.org or you know what? I need to make a list of all the other bomb therapists in Charlotte yeah, on yeah, the page. There's, there's a bunch. There's a lot of great therapists in Charlotte. But even if Charlotte. it's not
1: therapy, right? It it can be it can start with journal journaling, Yeah, right? it can
0: listen, journaling, workbooks. You can start the work at home. If you're too afraid to go to therapy, you don't have the time, you don't have the resources. There are other ways to experience healing. I feel like it's taboo for therapists to say that, but there are other ways for you to experience healing. And journaling is such a powerful way to do that. Um, yeah. So you guys, um, we're so glad that you guys stuck with us <laughs> till the end. Um, we're so glad that you guys um got to journey with us through this process of talking about trauma and how it affects our lives and how we can grow and use it and leverage it to live the lives we want to live.
1: Yeah. Not just the bad stuff, but it can turn into some good things. Yeah. yeah I'm excited yeah, yeah. for for that in my own life. Yeah, or me more too. more of that, because you know what, I I've had some growth, so let me you know. You have. You have but I've, more growth, more growth.
0: Absolutely absolutely so um thank you guys thank you everyone if you guys want to get mental health resources so i know a bunch of therapists post like those graphics and stuff like that we reserve all that stuff for our patreon members so they're getting again all of my therapeutic intervention stuff my worksheets all that stuff they are getting that in the patreon and i'm not posting on facebook or instagram (laughs) love y'all but it's really important that i give this information and give these resources to people who want to do the work so join the family ten dollars a month we would love to have you um we'll see you guys next time until the circle comes back around bye
1: bye hey everybody thank you so much for tuning into the podcast please don't forget to rate review and subscribe it really helps people figure out who we are and what we're doing and gets the podcast out to a wider audience Also, we have just launched a Patreon in that you'll have access to guided meditations, spiritual discipline sessions, even some live Q&A's about mental health. And most importantly, you actually get first dibs to merch. Um, If you've ever looked at our website, uh, you'll see a Protect Your Peace hoodie. That'll be dropping soon. So visit the show notes and join the family.